Hello and welcome back. This is the Things Christians Want to Know podcast, and I am Pastor Nate Johnstown, and with me is Pastor Paul Anderson. Hello. Hello, Paul. How are you doing? I am doing well, except for just a little bit of uh, throat stuff. A little bit of throat stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I have chronic throat stuff myself. I am doing well other than a back issue. Mm. Um, I did a lot of stuff around the house, and then, so I was kind of edgy already, you know, and then I got a flat tire Oh, that I had to change. And, and you bent over, and you lifted. Yeah, and well, we have, a, we have a van where the, the flat tire is located, like, in the middle of the vehicle, so you have to, like, move things and lean way over and yank the tire out, and it, it that was not good. Mm. And, yeah, so I haven't been sleeping real well. Because of that, but I believe in the healing power Father, of heal God, Nate. so I will walk into that healing, hopefully very soon. <laughs> um, before we get going with our topic for today, enough small talk. Yes. Let's talk about the Bible. Um, before we get into that, though, um, we got a question in from one of our listeners, and I want to read that. Um, we'll talk about it, not today, but in a couple weeks, I think. We'll go over this. Mm-hmm. And... I wanted to let all of you who are listening know that if you have other questions too, please let me know. So here's the question we got in. Pastors Paul and Nate, Galatians 5.16, how to walk in the spirit with the promise of not gratifying the flesh. Thanks and God bless. So that's, that's a good, that's a good question. That's good topic. How to walk in the spirit, um, and not gratify the flesh. Mm-hmm. Those are connected thing, two different things, but connected things, which Paul connects there in Galatians. And so that'll be a good topic uh, for the future. So we'll do that one soon. And if you have topics that you would like us to cover, or if you had questions or wanted clarifications on any of the podcasts, uh, send us that information and we will try to get it on in a future podcast for you because we are here for you. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> so what... Do you want to talk about tonight? He says, as if he doesn't know the answer. Yes, it is a big issue. We're talking about the cross. Mm-hmm. And specifically the healing. Pause. Someone's singing somewhere. Can I just knock on that door? Yeah. Yep. Just say the healing power of the cross. So here goes. The world views strength as conquest. God's power is shown in surrender. Jesus said, I have power to lay down my life. Nowhere is God's power shown more clearly than in the cross. Portrayed graphically by Isaiah 700 years before. The prophet writes that, He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. That's from Isaiah 53, well-known passage. Far from being attractive or domineering, he was an insignificant root out of dry ground, The prophet shows us three ways that the slain lamb demonstrates might, the kind the world 
knows nothing about. So let's look at them one at a time, okay? okay. <clears throat> First, the cross brings healing from sin. Some may say, we don't need healing, we need forgiveness. Well, Jesus said to the Pharisees, they that are well have no need of a physician, but they that are sick. Sin is a sickness. But as the song goes, there is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. For, and I'm quoting again, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. And that's Isaiah 53 again? There we are. Thankfully, the cross brings healing not only from the penalty of sin, but also from the power. And that's something that I'd like us to talk about, because I knew more about the penalty part than the power part. Hmm. Jesus said to the woman caught in adultery, neither do I condemn you. In those words, she experienced the acceptance of grace. It gave her power to receive the truth that followed, go and sin no more. I don't believe he gave that as a, as a command as much as an invitation to now trust this person who has released her from the pain of shame and into a new place of freedom. He breaks the power of canceled sin, as the song goes. He sets the prisoner free, and that power is found in the cross. Mm, I like that. So, healing from sin. The cross The cross brings us many things, and we'll, we'll talk about a lot of those probably over the next month or so. Um, as we're recording this, it is Lent, and so the Lenten season is the time where we think about the cross. And, That's right. And I really like having Lent in the church calendar, Lenten Advent especially, because looking at the cross is difficult. It's hard to look at what Jesus went through because of us. And because it's difficult, a lot of people don't like to think about it that much or look at it that often. And I think having a season set aside where it forces us to look at the cross and the horror of everything uh, is a good thing because sometimes yeah. we need to be forced to do that. And it, so as we're looking on the cross at the cross now, this idea of healing, multiple kinds of healing coming from the cross and first off sin. Now before, unless someone misunderstands this, uh, lest that be true, let me ask you to clarify what you mean by healing from sin. For example, some people talk about healing from sin or being delivered of a demon due to sin. And then others simply say, no, you repent of sin and then you sin no more <laughs> under the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you say healed from sin, what do you mean by that? I'll use the word sin sickness. We are contaminated. We are ruined by the fall, and so our natural bent is to sin. It's to deceive. It's to lie. It's to go against even God. It's within all of us. We're born that way. We're born with a sin nature, and it is our nature 
to defend ourselves even when we know we're wrong. And so this is one of the ways that Jesus views it in coming to us with a solution to sin is to say that we can be healed from this terrible malady of sin. And when he says we can be healed, we can be the the penalty can be lifted mm-hmm. which the penalty of sin is death paul says the wages of sin is death and that means both physical death but also eternal death well that's bad news gone forever separated from god forever jesus died to free us from that sickness that would separate us from God. So he lifts the penalty, and actually the penalty goes on Jesus so that we don't have to pay that penalty. He died the death that we deserve. But the thing that I didn't know as a teenager, which was good news when I found that out, was that he not only delivers us from the penalty, but he lifts, lives, he delivers us from the power of sin. So that Paul can say in Romans sin, 6, Sin shall have no power over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. So I get healed. By his stripes, I'm healed. I'm healed so that I can live a life free from the dominion of sin that affects the human race. Mm, that's good. And it reminds me of... Paul writing in Colossians chapter 3, um, and I'm not going to read the entire passage, but starting with verse 9, do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old nature with its evil practices and have put on the new nature who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. And so that's, that's kind of what you're talking about. We had this sin nature, this old nature, and because of the cross, we can be healed of that old nature, that corrupt old self, the one that was just pure selfishness. Mm-hmm. And God has given us a new nature, a new self, a new higher reality and a higher truth that is who we are in Christ. Absolutely. And we actually now have a desire to please God and to do what he says, to obey him. Mm-hmm. And in Philippians it says that he's constantly working in us to make us yes. even more willing and able to obey him. It's an it's a process. And it that that verse has always given me comfort because although yes, I do have a desire to do well and please God, I also have desires to do my own thing and forget about anybody else. So that selfishness still tries to exert authority over me. Mm-hmm. The old nature I, I talk about this a lot in a, a forthcoming book called Zombie Christianity. But the, the old nature is dead, but it still follows you around. Mm-hmm. Your old self is dead, but it's a zombie that doesn't stop chasing after you and trying to exert its authority over you, even though that authority is broken by the cross. Yes. And if you're not careful, you start listening to that old self <laughs> and you start acting accordingly. And, you know, I especially when I was younger, I would get really really bummed out about that 
Mm-hmm. And so that that verse that says God's always working in us to make us even more willing and even more able to obey him, that always gave me comfort that even though I had a long way to go, yeah. <laughs> the Holy Spirit wasn't going to stop helping me along. It wasn't up to me. I didn't have to do it myself. I didn't have to pull myself up by my bootstraps and do a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the way a lot of Christians view the Christian life. Mm-hmm is it's really all up to them. Yes. And they just need to try harder. Yep. Um, because they're such wretched sinners. He saved you, but now it's up to you to, to get there. Right. But Or did he even really save me? Because I'm clearly still a wretched sinner. Hmm. There are some who at the beginning of every church service say, say, I am in bondage to sin and unable to free myself. Present tense. And I was at a church where we got that removed from the liturgy we said at the beginning of the service because that was true once Mm -hmm. the first time you came to jesus you were a miserable wretch in bondage to sin and able to free yourself but now that you are in christ you are no longer in bondage yes you've been freed from sin um you've been healed from sin Mm -hmm. here's here's a good picture of that the law of aerodynamics as you know andrew's a pilot Mm -hmm. and the law of aerodynamics lifts us up in the atmosphere we're not doing it we're being carried along and it's like we're free from gravity that pulls us down that would bring us back to earth and if we say i'm so free i can do as i please in fact i could step out of this airplane because i am so free <laughs> not a good well, idea you take one step out and you find that that law of gravity we'll call that the law of sin and death that law will act on me, and I'll be pulled back down. So God does everything. He, he, Paul says, "For uh, he is at work within you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. I need to cooperate with that, however. I need right. to say yes to it and let that process happen. We are continually being renewed day by day. Paul says, uh, by the renewing of your mind in Romans 12, and that's an ongoing, continual process, and we use that mm-hmm. word sanctification for that. We're saved, and now we're in the process of being sanctified, which literally means to be made more holy. And as I trust in him, the process of healing, of saving, continues in my life until I think, oh, I can do this on my own, and I step out to get some fresh air. <laughs> Doesn't work. Yeah. And that's, that's why I like this metaphor of the cross bringing healing from sin, both from the punishment and from the power of sin. Yes. Because there are two things that happen to us, in, or two things that begin, I should say, at the cross. When we come before the cross, when we kneel, when we give in, I, I don't talk about making a decision for Christ because people don't like that language, mm-hmm. and I understand why they don't. I talk about surrendering good to christ Mm -hmm. we have to surrender i don't consider that a work or an act Mm -hmm. i consider that the opposite of a work Mm -hmm. it's giving up yes we give up to jesus Mm -hmm. and we admit that we need him and when we do that we become justified by the cross Mm -hmm. because we come under then the authority of jesus christ who is sacrificial death for us 
in our place then takes care of the sin penalty. Mm-hmm. And so we are justified right away in that moment. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're saved. God places us in Christ. He puts his Holy Spirit in us. It's a fantastic deal. We give up all our sin <laughs> and all our junk. And he gives us the greatest, most valuable thing in the universe, himself. Yes. It's literally the best deal that has ever existed. But also at that time begins the sanctification process. So we're justified and we begin to be sanctified. And this is where I think a lot of people don't don't understand that there's more than one thing going on. Mm-hmm. And so we are we are saved. And the Bible says you are holy, you are righteous, you are blameless. You have been given the righteousness of Christ who was perfect. All of that is true. And now we are walking out that truth yes. day by day in our life, which is why sometimes things look a little messy. Um, but so many Christians that I have talked to have stopped pursuing God, stopped walking closer to him because they feel so ashamed of the fact that they can't measure up. Mm-hmm. And I usually say the same. If I know him really well, I'm a little harsher about it. But, but I'll say, look, all this stuff is already dealt with. Jesus dealt with the sin thing 2,000 years ago on the cross, and it cost him dearly. It wasn't for nothing. Like, it's already done. If you walk around carrying all the shame and all the guilt from your sin still, then what was the point of the cross? What did Jesus suffer for? Mm -hmm. It was all for nothing. If you're just going to hang on to it, that's just dumb. Jesus has taken it. It's not even yours anymore. Don't take it back. That's dumb. Just confess, and it's boom. You're right there. Mm-hmm. People talk about, oh, I need to get right with God. And, and unless you mean I need to confess my sin, I disagree with you. You are right with God. You are righteous. Mm-hmm. Through Jesus Christ, not your own doing. It never has been about your own doing. If it could have been your own doing, we could have made it through the old covenant. But Jesus came with the new covenant, which is so much better because he does it for us and we become righteous because of him. And so those that, that dynamic of two things going on, justification and sanctification, I think confuses a lot of people. So I like what you say, like what you said earlier. About and I like what you just said. I mean, that'll preach. It does preach. Yeah. But it's amazing how often I have found people who've been Christians for decades don't mm-hmm. get that. Mm-hmm. And, and the worst thing you can ever do is stop drawing near to God. Mm-hmm. And so if you are he- heaping shame on yourself so much so that you, you can't stand to come before the Lord because you're worried that he'll smite you or he'll be so disappointed in you or you're just too ashamed, like something's wrong there. You've believed a lie, most likely from the enemy, mm-hmm. who has said, who are you? Yes. Who are you to come before the holy God with the kind of thoughts that have been in your head today? Come on, give me a break. No way. How dare you even think about approaching God? If you try, he'll probably just squish you right on sight. The devil tells us these lies. Martin Luther talks about this. I know the devil would come and tell him these lies. And Luther said he would say, you know what, devil? You're right. I am unworthy. But that's why Jesus came. Mm -hmm. To make it so that my unworthiness was nailed to a cross and died and I died with him through my baptism and now I've been raised to new life and so my unworthiness doesn't matter because I have the worthiness of Christ and 
Um, in Not the, a bad answer. In the more re- recent Luther movie, they actually do that. Um, in they have him preaching a sermon in a church, and he does that part, and it's awesome. I love it. So, mm. this is big stuff. This is really important stuff. I mean, it's basic, it's foundational, mm-hmm. but it's amazing how sometimes we forget as we go about our daily lives this foundational stuff. The importance of, hey, there's no separation anymore between us and God because of Jesus. I talked to someone just recently who was saying, I am depressed and I feel so unworthy. I feel like I don't belong with some of you people. I'm in a different category. He didn't say that today. He's in a new place. Mm, Praise God. wonderful. Because now he's believing the truth, and he's not believing the lies that come from his interior mm-hmm. that's saying what he has heard all his life. You're a loser. You don't have what it takes. And you're not going to make it and quit trying because it's not going to work for you. Yeah. It's working for him. He is trusting more than he's trying. It's- trying doesn't make it. <laughs> trusting will. Do or do not. There is no try. To quote Yoda, who is not a Christian, but is occasionally giving good advice. It's the transformation by the renewing of our mind is what's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. And the, the when I first, ever since I first heard Larry Christensen give that message on the importance of the renewal of your mind, mm-hmm. it's never fully left my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because I remember sitting there in the Holy Spirit conference when he gave that talk, and partway through, I had one of those moments where the Holy Spirit in you just shouts yes this is so right on and i had that experience and i'm like this is really important and i'm getting better but i still catch myself in wrong patterns of thinking mm-hmm. and believing lies that the culture is saying my you know your upbringing um the devil maybe directly um lies like the ones we just talked about. You're not worthy. You're not going to measure up. And we dealt with a lot of this in our podcast series on breaking strongholds. Mm-hmm. And so if if you struggle with these lies, I encourage you to look back um, a few months ago at the series we did on breaking strongholds because we spent a lot of time digging into what this is all about and making sure we're not believing lies. And for those of us who are and you're maybe battling depression or battling something like that, um, finding it impossible to break out of a sin addiction, I encourage you to go back and listen to that um, yeah. because we go through some important steps of prayer to help actualize and experience the healing of the cross for sin in our lives. You emphasized that the cross gave us victory not only from the penalty but from the power. And those were separated from me, and I did not understand about the power. I thought as a teenager that in order to get victory over sin, I should concentrate on sin. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I thought about my sin a lot, and it brought shame, of course. I thought about it, and I thought that by concentrating on sin, by confessing it a lot and concentrating on it, I'd get victory over not. That didn't work at all for me. It made me more depressed. Yep more struggling, no victory. And somewhere along the way, someone shared with me from Romans 6. I was just going to say, Romans 6, 7, and 8. 
Paul kind of went through that same period. Yeah, yeah. And, and gave me the option that I am not only free from the penalty of sin, in other words, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, but sin, Paul says, will have no power over you. Well, it had a lot of power over me. Sin will have no power over you, for you are not under law, but you are under grace. So grace empowers us through the cross to live victorious over sin. That changed my whole outlook. Mm -hmm. And I, I was told to concentrate on the cross, concentrate on what Christ did, concentrate on how much he loves you. And then when you sin, of course, confess it and move away from it and continue to say, I am dead to sin and I'm alive to God in Christ Jesus. That made a huge difference. And now, like you say, I wouldn't confess. Like I'm sad to say many Lutherans do every Sunday, we are in bondage to sin. But and that's that's no longer true. It was true before you came to Christ. That's right. But now Jesus has broken the chains. And that that's throughout the New Testament. The bonds are broken. The chains are broken. We're not slaves to sin anymore. Oh. We, we can give over our free will to sin if we do it over and over again and create habits and things like that. You give, in, in a sense, a portion of your free will. But that's that's our choice. We should choose not to do that. <laughs> I would like to say to people who are listening, who are in bondage to sin, it could be anger, it could be anxiety, it could be an addiction that you've tried to, to break. You get drunk on Friday nights and you can't break it. That Christ died not only to save us, but to sanctify us. Mm -hmm. to bring us into a place of freedom from those paralyzing addictions that sin itself is an addiction. And he, he breaks that power and brings us freedom. So I want you to know that. In fact, I'm going to stop. I don't know where we are in our time yeah, now. Let's, why don't you pray that for us? I'd like to. Heavenly Father, I know that there are people here that are where I was, when I was thankful that I was saved, but really tried hard to understand how I can break the power of sinning in my life. And I thank you that Jesus did that for me at the cross, and that now because of that, I am truly, not just in my mind, but in reality, I am dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. I pray that the truth of that would come alive in any who are here who feel the shame of sin and the affliction of fear or anxiety or uh, any other besetting sin, that they would know your power in their lives. We trust you to bring freedom to them through the cross of Jesus Christ. And it is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. And we'll continue this topic next week where we talk about how the cross brings healing from sorrow. Yes. Healing from sorrow. So thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. 
That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.